And we are joined in studio by uh, a special guest, and we have another special guest on the telephone. In our studios here is uh, the uh, Rice County Commissioner from uh, the Northfield area, Galen Mollica. Good morning, Galen. Good morning. And welcome back. Yeah, thank you. All right, and also joining us by phone is Northfield City Councilor Susie Nicassian. Susie, good morning. Good morning, Jeff. Hi, Galen. Hi, Susie. Thank you so much uh, both for joining us today. And today we're going to talk about passenger rail traffic, um, potentially here in the uh, southeastern Minnesota corridor. I know both of you have been interested in this and working on this uh, for quite some time. So let's, uh, let, Susie, I guess you can, we can start off with you. Um, is where, where did this whole start come from? Where, when did we start thinking about perhaps uh, having rail traffic return uh, to the, the southern Minnesota corridor and Northfield in particular? Well, thanks, Jeff. Well, this, this effort started at a, back in about 2008. Um, actually, the origin of this was a, a study of, by some students of poverty in Northfield community and in Rice County. And the conclusion of that presentation was Regional transportation is absolutely needed to support residents in moving us out of uh, poverty. Uh, and um, we realized there were no regional transit options for Northfield in spite of the fact that 53, 57, and 50% of our, 57% of our low, middle, and income commuters, that's for all of Rice County, commute to the Twin Cities for work, and all of them by car. Um, and I know from my work in the TORCH program at the high school, high school is graduating uh, youth from income-challenged families at, at rates of close to 100%, and getting them into colleges all over the state, and these young people could not get to college because we have no regional transportation. So we organized a transit initiative, a regional group in 2008-10, um, and, and uh, started studying this idea of, uh, we founded the Metro Express Bus, first of all, with our partner, Benjamin Bus, Northfield Lines, shout out to them, and then uh, started studying the rail corridor, and uh, thanks to the support of Commissioner Malika and former Representative David Bly and Kevin Dahl, we've been at it ever since. <laughs> All right. Let's, tell us about what is envisioned as far as the, the rail itself. Where, where does it go? Uh, you know, where, how, does it, uh, how does Northfield get involved in here? Uh, just give us some kind of general idea of what you have in mind. Great. Well, the easiest way to do this for those that have access to the Internet, on a, we have a website, MN, uh, state initials, MNRAIL, R-A-I-L, dot org, where you'll fin- find maps. Um, we organized a very substantial group in southern Minnesota, and as a result, uh, we have two rail lines pr- approved for study. Um, that's, that's the rail line that comes through Northfield, and it, two routes are approved for study north of Northfield. The, the track splits just north of um, St. Olaf Avenue. One goes to the western suburbs, and one heads over to St. Paul, um, The routes both go to St. Paul and Target Field Station, and they connect those cities on a stretch of track that goes directly under the University of Minnesota Intercampus Busway. Okay, Mm. so the answer to your question is, to the north, Northfield connects to St. Paul, Minneapolis, and the University of Minnesota. And then further south of us, the same line that we see right there at the depot continues south to Faribault, Owatonna, Albert Lee, uh, and in fact... The same line continues all the way south to San Antonio, Texas, and always did until 1969 with passenger service 
which was uh, discontinued with the opening of uh, I-35. So that's a lot of, to answer your question, but the line goes mm-hmm. due north and south uh, through Northfield, and both of those lines will be studied. A study is needed to determine the, more specifically, you know, how often it would ca- go and exactly where it would stop, et cetera. But those are the main stations that we're sure that it will will connect to. All right. Let's get uh, Galen involved here. Uh, as far as yep. Rice County goes, um, you know, we, we've talked about the benefits and Susie has kind of outlined uh, from a Northfield perspective, but Faribault and the rest of the Rice County that uh, you represent, uh, have you heard evidence or talked to people, uh, anything anecdotal or in previous studies that, uh, uh, how do you think this is going to benefit Rice County? Sure. <clears throat> Pretty much the same benefits that would benefit uh uh, you know, Albert Lee and Owatonna and Northfield is this gives people an opportunity uh, for an alternative mode of transportation. Um, when you look at the, to the future and you're going to see the price of gasoline going up, you know, $5, $6, how are we going to be able to afford to drive? And, um, you know, we have, a, we have issues with people not being able to afford vehicles right now. <clears throat> the price of a vehicle and what you pay is almost what a house payment was 20 years ago. Um, you know, so we have um, uh, been working with uh, Susie. Um, back in 2015, we passed a resolution uh, supporting uh, this uh, endeavor. And uh, we'll be uh, passing a resolution here again on the 13th of April uh, supporting this uh, passenger rail Um and then way back in 2004, 2008, there were 51 cities and counties in southern Minnesota that passed yep. resolutions uh, supporting passenger rail service. All right. You know, we've got uh, traveling around Minnesota, especially from between here and Rochester, you see a lot of signs about zip rail and say no to the zip rail system. Is this what? What is zip rail? Is this the same thing? Are we talking about the same thing here with that? Uh, with what you're proposing, and that goes to either one of you. Sure. So <clears throat> it is not. It is not the same thing as zip rail. And actually, this is a much better um, system than what the zip rail is, because this this system will stop at many cities, um, not just two. It's a zip rail means it goes from one from A to B, and there's no stopping in between. And here, uh, they will. Uh, this line will support numerous cities, uh, all the way down to San Antonio, Texas. Hmm. Is there currently a passenger service in any part of that? Uh, uh, Texas does have passenger mm-hmm. rail service. There, mm-hmm. there. You know, Minnesota is actually behind the uh, times on on passenger rail. Um, there are many states throughout the United States that are way ahead of Minnesota, and Texas being one of them. Yeah, I grew up in uh, along a railroad intersection. In uh, yeah, I've had trains in my life, all <laughs> my life, for better or for worse. You know, if they don't blow the horn, they're just fine. But uh, there's been, always been passenger rail, and of course that went uh, from uh, all the way through the uh, Illinois corridor up into Chicago and down to uh, St. Louis, and in, in the, through that uh, corridor. Uh, so there, there are uh, still places that uh, that do run on that. Uh, when when did we stop doing passenger rail? Does anybody know? I know it's not really. From yep. a historic standpoint, when do we, we uh, do away with that? Last train left July 25th, 1969. Oh, wow. And that was a terrific train. Um, I believe this was the same service. It was called the Twin Star Rocket. 
and it went from the Lone Star to the North Star State a couple of times a day. We could have another program about that really (laughs) interesting history right through Northfield. Uh, And we have pictures on the website of students waiting at the train right there at the depot, which is sited for the train. Uh, they jump on the train, go to go to the cities, and and come home and easily in the same day. That was um, we could do that a hundred years ago. <laughs> That's a, Northfield does have a rich history. We've talked uh, with some of the folks from the Save the Depot uh, project through the years about some of the history, and right. I've been involved with the historical society, so it really is pretty fascinating. And Northfield does have a, a rich history. Okay. Let, let's talk about support for this. Um, you know, you you've been working on this and thinking about this for quite some time, but uh, from the standpoint of getting some uh, some you know real action, real momentum going, you're going to need help from uh, the politicians involved with that. Uh, we talked yeah. with uh, Representative Lippert, and he supports it. And we had uh, we also talked with uh, State Senator Dreheim, who says he has concerns about spending the money on that at this point. Uh, what what has been uh, your experience while uh, you know lobbying this effort? Sure. Well, yeah, go, go ahead, Galen. No, go ahead, Susie. Well, I I think Galen's probably going to say the same thing. The support of our legislators is, is absolutely essential. And, and um, what's different about this moment after 12 years of working on this is that as we speak, the United States Congress and the, the, the Transportation Committee, both members of the, both parties, are getting ready to invest the largest infrastructure investment in the United States in our history. And $90 billion of that is earmarked for regional passenger rail. Um, if we, we have two bills proposed in the Minnesota legislature right now to support Minnesota's small study um, of our corridor that's needed to qualify us for those funds. If our state legislators, Representative Lippert has been fantastic, as were Senator Dahl and Mr. Bly, who really was the chief engine of this many years ago. Um, but with, if the legislature doesn't include regional passenger rail in our current budget, we will not qualify for those federal funds. Uh, that People are calling it the second great rail revolution. Um, and that's people on both sides of the aisle. Uh, we will be left behind. And it's a shame because given our, our straight state rail plan, which we have approved, it perfectly meets the criteria for those budgets. Minnesota could lead the second great rail revolution, but it all hinges on whether our legislators will uh, move our study forward. Will they fund the study of the Northfield Rail Corridor? And if they don't, we are out of the game. We are on roads and rubber while the rest of, even Oklahoma, Alabama, South Carolina, these are conservative states that are wise to use existing rail infrastructure. And, And I'll just say, that's the other difference, the zip line is dead as a doornail. It is not moving forward. It's, it's high-speed rail, which costs a fortune and runs on new land. We have an existing rail corridor that needs investment, and we need our legislators to put money into it, not only for the benefit of passenger rail, but also to benefit the freight rail uh, providers that move on that same system. Uh, it's a longer conversation, but it benefits both. Uh, so we absolutely need our legislators. Let's uh, let's talk about the uh, the rail companies themselves. Have you been in contact with them? Has there been any uh, uh, 
conversations and you know they 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 make a living doing freight right now um is it uh, is it possible have they uh, given you any indication that they might be willing to open that up to passenger rail well in fact the union pacific and galen i'm sorry i'll I just jump in and then um i want you to be able to address the last question too sorry um the union pacific railroad which owns our rail corridor is as we speak in a partnership with a, a private-public partnership that will be restoring passenger rail from Eau Claire into St. Paul. So Mr. Dreheim has expressed concern. He wants this to work for the railroads. We need a study to determine what we're proposing. Uh, it's too early to talk to the railroads. They'll send you away like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. Um, we need to go get the red slippers. <laughs> we need a study that's going to determine exactly what it is we're proposing. Uh, and uh, so that we know... But, but we know that projects like these run on privately owned rail lines, and they're happening all over the country because passenger, especially with the federal infusion of money that's coming, can greatly benefit our freight rail companies and the people that own them and operate them and depend on them. Um, they know that. So they have, yes, depended on commodities transfer for the last, you know, since the, since the 70s, but they're looking at passenger now. Let's uh, let's talk about the future here for for just a moment or so. Um, the uh, as far as conventional rail systems, certainly uh, it has uh, proven to be much more cost efficient uh, in most cases than you know, like riding a semi or anything else, any other form. But that may all change. We're looking at a new revolution in how we use energy and how we produce energy with electric and solar and and a number of other types of energy available. Is this long term? You know, I mean, somebody might make an argument. Hey, and you know five, seven years, we're going to have uh, electric buses that run on uh, nothing but sunshine. Uh, have you looked into the future, or will that actually be part of this study, uh, on what may be the most effective forms of, of traffic, uh, all things considered, you know, five, ten years from now? Sure, let me, I'll start on this, and Susie, you can help yeah. follow up. Sure. So, as we look at the uh, revolution of electric vehicles, uh, electric cars, electric trucks, uh, electric semis, uh, et cetera, et cetera. There's also electric trains, and there's currently electric trains out there at this point in time. Um, they will, they, you know, they're they're perfecting their technology as well as the the electric car industry and the electric truck industry. So we will see um, electric trains running down the tracks at some point in the future. But what 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 passenger rail does is it takes a lot of vehicles off the road system. And um, it also gives uh, opportunity for people to choose an alternative mode of transportation. As we are an aging nation, um, people are going to want to drive less. And so we have to offer uh, opportunities for them to be able to travel by rail. Um, so, um, yeah, so Susie, you can hop in here. Well, you made such an important point, um, both for the, um, the increasing population who are in the afternoon of life, as we will say, Seniors prefer regional trans public transit that's, that's safer than our interstates, and the rising generation of leaders are also looking for cities that are connected by a regional transit option. So this is essential for the economic future of our city and our and our state. Um, but I'd also say from the city standpoint, the the cars we take off the road, Galen is absolutely right. It's the essential thing. Northfield, we're trying so hard to step up our rate of road repair, and we've done a great job with that. But it costs a lot. 
and by by moving travel from roads to rail, uh, we not only free the wear and tear on Minnesota's (laughs) weather-beaten roads, um, we also free up productive time because the time on the train with coffee and Wi-Fi and uh, is quite pleasant and productive where windshield time, as we call it, we're all going to get stuck in the same traffic jam at 94 and, what is it, 93, and whatever those, whatever the, you know. 494 and 35, yeah, crossing the yeah. river, yeah. We're, we're out of room and we're out of money for highway expansion. Um, so we need this alternative. We will still have roads and highways. But for long-distance conveyance, there is there's no better return for the money than regional passenger rail. And that's true in-state and interstate. Right. All right. I guess one last question uh, before we let you go is that uh, if people uh, think this is a good idea and would like to support it, what do they do? Is there something that uh, our listeners can do to uh, to help? Sure. We, um, we, we're certainly urging people to contact uh Representative uh, Lippert and uh, State Senator Treheim, uh, also uh, State Senator Jasinski out of Faribault and um, uh, Representative Daniels out of Faribault. Um, it's important that we get everybody's support. Um, this is this isn't a this isn't a uh, there shouldn't be a partisan divide because this is about everybody. This isn't about politics. This is about moving people uh, up and down uh, rail line, uh, getting people off the road system. Um, so we ask people to go to, uh, the mnrail.org and educate yourselves. Uh, there's maps on there, um, uh, as well, uh, of the system. And, um, if they want to get involved, um, they can get a hold of Susie or myself. Just go to our respective, uh, city of Norfield website and, uh, the Rice County website. Our email addresses are on there and, um, they can contact us, but we urge them to contact our state legislatures. All right. Susie, would you like to add anything to that? Well, he said it so beautifully. Yes, if, if you're interested, please visit the MinRail, mnrail.org uh, website, where you'll find all the maps and a whole backstory. And on there also is a way to contact your – the senators are really the most important. Mr. Lippert is on board, and been, he sponsored the bill. So call Mr. Lippert to say thank you. But uh, Senator Jasinski supported this when he was mayor of Faribault, and we sh- he is on the Transportation Committee and could lead this train, uh, which would be great for Faribault and Owatonna. Uh, so please do, if you're interested in bringing back trains, passenger trains in Northfield, we need you to voice your support. If we don't get into the legislative budget, the, the train is, the game is over. <laughs> uh, so, and we got a good chat. So I hope everybody will take seriously, take a few minutes, visit the website, contact us with any questions, and and pick up the phone and and talk to your legislators. Let's bring back trains uh, to the southern Minnesota region. And one other quick thing, Susie, and um, um, back me up here if I I misspeak. Uh, This is a priority of MnDOT, this rail line. Um, So we need to make sure everybody knows that you know mindot is is very interested in this uh rail line and and this line is their top priority out of all the lines uh that they're looking at uh supporting all right right. that is so important so we're we're first in line but we do need uh voices of support uh to uh, make this happen lastly as you mentioned the trains that will run on this line are are quieter than anything that's on there now and a, a, a side benefit of returning passenger trains to the freight rail lines 
is that it improves those lines for freight. It's a long story, but it creates, like, passing tracks so the freight trains can keep moving. It also quiets the train whistles because the, it's a long, when we close the gates, we, it requires a higher uh, great, uh, gate where the road crosses the rail, and that obviates the need for the trains to blow their whistles. So if you want to quiet the trains in Northfield, this is a great way to do it. This is the only way to do it. <laughs> also. Well, I'm, I'm certainly for, you, for that. Certainly for that, no doubt. Well, uh, Susie, thank you so much for joining us. Galen, thanks for being here. We certainly yeah. appreciate it. And uh, best of luck to you as you uh, continue your efforts in the legislature. You bet. Thanks, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Thanks for your time, Jeff. Uh-huh. As uh, Northfield City Councilor Susie Nicassian and also to Rice County Commissioner Galen Malika, once again on the future of uh, passenger rail traffic uh, through Northfield and through the Southeastern Corridor. That's going to do it for me, Jeff, getting out of here on a uh, Thursday. Thank you all for listening. Uh, all of our programming is available online, all of our morning show interviews, so you can check that out at kymanradio.net. And we're podcasting it on uh, on Apple and, and uh, the iTunes and a few of uh, the other platforms out <laughs> there, whichever one you want. You'll find us there. We're everywhere. Stay tuned. we got great music all day. Twins Baseball, the season opener today, uh, starting at one ten, pregame at 12.30, and also uh, Monday Thursday services from from St. John's Lutheran Church, that coming up at 6.30 tonight, right here on The One. Have a good day.